Um, so I don't know whose idea it was to have me here for the last Sunday of the, the year, but I'm here. Uh, for those who don't know, probably everybody knows, I don't really do this very often. Um, I always try to make jokes uh, self-defacing because, you know, I'm really not an expert on this. And, you know, there was one time when I spoke for a very short time. And, you know, I said that last time, and then I think I went over the last time. So I know you don't believe me anymore, so I'm not going to say that again. Um, but uh, uh, I hope everybody had a great Christmas. Um, I want to read, start with Romans 8:28, And he says, And we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Um, growing up, I grew up as a, as a pastor's kid. And growing up, this verse, I, I hated this verse. Because, uh, you know, I, I wanted to do something and, and, and working on something. And every time it wasn't working out, my mom would come and recite it to me. And she would recite a different version, not this version. There's another version. That I think it says, and all things work together for good. Uh, and God works all things together for good for those who love him according to his, or something like that. So it's the Spanish, it's in Spanish, so I'm trying to translate it, but there's a different version that's even more kind of in your face, and, <laughs> and you're like, okay, so, uh, so I, I guess everything will work out somehow in his purpose. Um, but um, I, I, I'll come back to that verse, but, um, you know, we, um, we just celebrated Christmas, and we're about to celebrate New Year's. And a lot of times we forget that, you know, as the, the, this season that we call, you know, we call it the holidays. I guess that's kind of like more, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a secular version. Uh, and we call it Christmas season. But anyways, Christmas and New Year's, uh, you know, sometimes it's very tough on a lot of people. Um, it's supposed to be this magical time um, with family, remembering Christ, and looking forward to the, to the future. But a lot of times, it's very rough on a lot of people. It's, it's, it's very hard because of just different things, people going through life. And I remember for a period of time, uh, we, uh, I, you know, um, I remember for a period of time, a period of time when we, we also went um, through a, a very hard time ourselves. My wife and I, experienced a, a very dark time uh, a few years ago um, when, um, you know, like everybody else, we, we were uh, a young couple. We had been married for a few years, and we wanted to have children. Uh, and, you know, we, um, so we started trying. And, um, you know, we, we like every, every other couple, we, we try, you know, a few months passed by, nothing happened. Uh, it seemed to us that every other couple that started trying uh, we're having kids, and, um, you know, relatively quickly compared to us. You know, a couple of years passed by, and, you know, it was obvious that there was a problem. Something was wrong. Um, you know, you know, it just nothing happened, you know. Um, by the way, I ran through this a couple of times. The second time I didn't cry, so I think we're good. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we just wouldn't get pregnant. Um, it was a very, very rough time, uh, and, you know, it, w- it was hard during Mother's Day just to see my wife cry in silence. I, I-, I tell you the truth, it was hard during Father's Day, you know, uh, and- but I think for me, even, even harder was uh, New Year's. Christmas was hard, but New Year's was the hardest. 
because you have very well-meaning church-loving people, uh, loving church people, church-loving people, whatever. You have, you have very well-meaning people coming to us and telling us, oh, this is going to be your year. It's going to happen this coming year. You know, you, you don't have to worry. It, it will happen. You know, and, and, you know, after a couple of years, it, that just kind of make us, made us more, you know, it made us sadder and put us more in despair. And there were some people that were also were well-meaning, saying, oh, you just pray and believe and, and, you know, just rest in God and just let it go and it will happen. You know, we had, and they would tell us stories, of, of course, of a couple that was struggling with infertility and, you know, all of a sudden they just decided not to care and then all of a sudden, boom, it happened. And, you know, and, and that just created bitterness. You know, if, if you know somebody that is going through something, just put your arm around them and just cry with them. Don't, don't just, just don't. <laughs> It just, it just doesn't help. It makes you, ang- you know, more angry. Um, you know, so, so we went through that, and, you know, we have feelings of guilt, sadness, uh, feelings of, 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 you know, low self-esteem and lack of worth, and, and you, know, what, you know, were we being punished? We were Christians since a very early age. We, we believe our, 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 um, our faith was real. But, uh, you know, but, but we had this that, that we had to deal with. I, I must admit, a lot of tough questions of our marriage were asked during that time. You know, do you really, you know, do you get married so you can have kids and you, you know, build this whole imagination of this life in your head? Or what, why is it that you get married, you know? Or, or do you get married to your spouse because you believe that that person is God's best for you, you know? Um, uh, but, um, you know, uh, but we were confronted with Romans 8.28, or in my case, I was confronted with Romans 8.28 again. And we know that in all things, God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. But what does that really mean? What, what, what is his purpose in infertility? What, does, what good does it bring? You know, I think we have to remember that, that God is sovereign. He knows best. And we have to remember that it is for our good, and sometimes we won't, we won't know what is good. Sometimes we will see it in, the, in this life, what good things bring, so, and sometimes we don't. You know, I must say that after we have gone through all this, you know, we were blessed to be part of uh, Gracia's and Renzo's lives, um, you know, and, and seeing them grow up since they were, you know, uh, before teenagers, like 12. Uh, and I, I don't think we, have, we would have that opportunity we would have kids. Uh, we are the proud parents of Sierra. I don't know that we would have ever met her if we wouldn't have gone through this. And, and we love her, and I'm, I know all of you love her. I think she drives us all crazy, but that's something else. Um, but we have to remember that, that the God does things for, for our good, and sometimes we don't understand them. But also, when, when we're confronted with... Uh, with uh, why to be optimistic about the new year? Um, you know, why should we be optimistic about the new year? We should remember that um, God has overcome the world, this world, and all the darkness and all the sadness, and that is the reason to be optimistic about the new year. In First John 5, 4 and 5, for everyone born of God overcomes this, the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. 
Um, this is the reason why we overcome this world. This is the reason of our optimism for, for the new year. Um, this is the reason for, for that, that we can have that confidence. Uh, the other day, uh, Sierra was, I was um, putting Sierra to bed, and, you know, usually we read the Bible. We, uh, we, we read the Bible, this picture book that we have, picture book Bible, and then we pray. And we have this, um, we made this, this like a, a common occurrence that every night we pray for all the people that are sick. And she asked me, um, she asked me a very interesting question. She was asking me, you know, why do people get sick? And, you know, I was, you know, why are they sick? Why are we praying? So I was, you know, we pray because God can heal them. But then I understood, then she asked again, and I understood that what she was trying to ask is why some people get sick. She said, why, you know, n name all these names are sick, and why these other people are not sick? And, and I, I, I was first, I was kind of struck by the question. I was like, okay, that's an interesting question, an existential question at four years old. Uh, I'm not sure, I, I, I'm, you know, I was in the picture books. Are you sure we don't want to just look at more pictures? <laughs> So, um, and, and then, uh, then, then I was just in awe of the question, and I didn't really have the cleverness to answer, you know, I, I would have gone through, like, you know, because of sin, and gone through that lesson, but, we, you know, we've talked about that before, and I, I said, I, I told her, I don't really know why some people get sick. I don't know why God has, you know, why... Some people are sick, some people are not sick. Uh, in, but I can tell you one thing that I do know is that God has overcome disease, death, and all the evil of this world, and that is why we pray to God to intervene. And that is the optimism that we should have in our life. That is why we can look forward to the next day, the next week, the next year. First um, John 5, 4, 5, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is, in the, who, is, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Again, and I wanted to repeat this verse. I'm not misplaced. I didn't lose my place on the thing or whatever. I just wanted to, you know, reemphasize. God has overcome this world. This is the reason for optimism. And this is the reason why we should look forward to... to um, to the next year, to the new year. Even if we're going through a hard time, even if we are um, going through dark times, uh, whatever it is, you know, the death of a, a family member, uh, infertility, disease, sickness, um, you know, financial trouble, whatever it is, that's the reason why we look forward to the future. Because God has overcome this world. But also, there is another reason why we should, should look, look to optimism. First uh, John three one says, "See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are." The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. So we, you know, God has overcome the world, this world, but we're also children of the God that has overcome this world. So there is another reason to look to the new year in optimism, with optimism. And I'm talking about real optimism. I'm not talking about, like, the job market or, you know, 401ks or, the, I don't know, uh, whatever, GDP. I, I may be the only one interested in that type of stuff. I'm, <laughs> as you can tell, this is not, this is not my, my, you know, I'm an accountant and kind of shows. 
but uh, you know, but not but for real. We should be looking to the new year in optimism, and we should be optimistic about our, our relationships with our children, our marriages, uh, real life. And this is the reason to be optimistic. We're children of God, so God has overcome this world. We're children of God, and in Psalms eight three to four, it says. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? And this is the, another reason why we should be optimistic about the future. We have a God that has overcome this world. We're children of a God that has overcome this world. But not just that, we, you know, God created everything, and he cares about us as human beings. You know, he's sovereignty, he's sovereign over everything, and he cares about you. One time when, when I was young, I don't know if we were married, I, I was, uh, we were walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, we used to live outside of New York, and, and, and we, uh, we went into New York quite a bit. We were walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, what were we married? Yeah, maybe we were married. Um, we were recently married. Um, and, um, and I was telling her, I was definitely um, struggling with, uh, with my faith in terms of what I believe. Not that I did not believe in God, but I, I was leaning towards more deism. She's probably thinking, well, who did I marry? You know, I married a Christian, now he's thinking he's a de- deist. But I was, I was, you know, I was thinking a lot about deism and a lot of the... The founders of this country, if you don't know, were deists. Basically, they believed in God, but they believed that God kind of created the world and just left us to ourselves to do whatever we want. He then make a difference in human history. He was not, you know, he then get involved in human history. He kind of just led us to our own devices. Um, and you know, for a time, uh, I I was kind of leaning to believe that because of just so many things, and the idealism of a young 20-something. Um, but if I would believe that, then going through infertility, that would have been really rough because I wouldn't have anybody to rely on. I, I, you know, I would just believe, you know, you know it just happens and, and that's it. You know, it happens to some people, it doesn't happen to others. But, but I wouldn't see that God cares enough for me that even through that, he teaches us something. And not just he teaches us something, but he also does other good things through these hard, you know, hard things. Um, you know, and, and that he cares for us enough that he gets involved in our lives. He's not a God that just leaves you and drops you, creates you and, and creates you and creates this beautiful world and then just leaves you there. He is a God that is involved intimately with you, that cares for you. That you know created the stars and created the heavens, but also cares about humans to the point that he sent his son Jesus Christ, that we just celebrated, to earth, you know, to live a perfect life and to die on the cross for your sins, for my sins. And that you know, that is a beautiful thing. That's the reason to be optimistic about you know the next minute, the next second, the next day, the next week, and definitely next year. Um we, got a, we have a God that cares for us. So we have a, a God that has overcome this world. We have a God, we're children of this God that has overcome this world. But we also, um, 
have, uh, you know, we also have this God that created everything and that cares about, about us intimately. So whatever you're going through, I'm not going to tell you I can't relate to you because that is a lie and you shouldn't ever tell anybody if you're going, it's going through a hard time that you can't relate to them because that is a lie. You can't possibly relate to, uh, to, that, to the person. But I can tell you that there is a reason for optimism. There is a reason for, to look forward to what God is going to do. That doesn't mean that God is going to magically uh, make you fertile and give you 10 kids. Uh, but, you know, but God, you know, will work things together for your good. And, you know, that doesn't mean you'll understand your good, his good, whatever he's doing uh, at the time or even years later. Maybe you'll never understand it. But, you know, we, we have to remember that God is a God that has overcome this world. He's a God. We are his children. And he has created everything, and he's intimately involved with us. Um, so let's just look at the future with that optimism. And um, that is all that, that I have for you this morning. And I'd like to read that verse again uh, one more time, Romans 8.28. Um, and we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So that's the reason for our optimism. Um, 